0: Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda. And welcome to The Pemberley
1: Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to start off this episode with some exciting news in the Pride and Prejudice adaptation circle. Another one? Another one. Well this is something we've briefly talked about in the past a few gosh it has to be months and months ago. I think so yeah. uh, I read a book called Eligible which was uh, a sort of older skewing adaptation of uh, Pride and Prejudice. Everyone was like in their mid to late 30s uh, and it was kind of all about it was a lot about family and you know it's about family because ABC has just nabbed eligible as a put pilot. Uh, So they're gonna make the pilot. And I mean, this happens all the time. That everyone makes a pilot, you make a you plan a theoretical series, and when the network watches your pilot, you cross your fingers and hope they like it enough to put it <laughs> on the air. It's possible, we'll never see this. But Deadline re- released an article on September 7th saying that ABC has given a put pilot commitment to Eligible, a soapy drama series based on Curtis Sittenfeld's book Eligible, a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice. It comes from Sherry Cooper Landsman and Jennifer Levine, developers of CW's Beauty and the Beast and Marlene King, uh, who developed and ran Freeform's Pretty Little Liars. So you know it's gonna be a soapy drama. Oh, yeah.
0: Which, I'm in it. Uh,
1: Let's go, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) Oh, I'm very excited for this, because I read the book. I feel like I mentioned it on here, but we didn't talk about it enough. Yeah, so the basic premise is, um, Eligible is the name of a Bachelor-esque TV show in the book. And it doesn't have a lot to do with our story, but basically, the Bennett girls, like, Jane is like 40, Liz is like 38, she's a magazine editor in New York, and, uh... The three younger girls uh, live at home still and they don't do much, but um, <laughs> as as they do in the real book. Yes. And basically Mr. Bennett has like a massive heart attack. And so Liz and Jane fly home and basically stay with their family for the summer and just kind of relearn what it is to live in your uh, childhood home and take care of your parents. But when you're at this stage in life and falling in love and, you know, making mistakes... Et It'll be interesting
0: to see. I, I mean, we've seen Bridget Jones, which she is like in her early 30s at the start. Oh, yeah. and Then she's
1: like, she turns 40 and Bridget Jones. Is yeah, baby. yeah.
0: So this is going to be kind of another take like that where it's Yeah, it is Elizabeth Bennett, but just a little in, you know, older and in a different stage of life. And so she's gonna have a different perspective on a lot of these things. And even you said, like, the Darcy character is quite different as
1: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like a top neurosurgeon. Uh, he's still kind of a douche at at first <laughs> to her. But, um, you know, of course, we, like, warm up to him. Sure. I like it when they do these older skewing adaptations because I feel like in a lot – I mean, think about, like, in original Pride and Prejudice, they're, like, not even 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the characters are, like, late teens, early 20s because that's kind of, like, the age when you got married. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, they're, like, younger than us saying, like, I'm so old and I can't get married yet. And so, like – we have a different perception of what the marriageable age is now or like kind of the same, but like, it's just happening later. Oh, I also want to recommend a book called All the Single Ladies, The Rise of the Unmarried Woman in America. It's a nonfiction book and I recommend everybody read it. But anyway, wait, what's it about? Oh, it's a nonfiction book written by Rebecca Traister. And it was published recently, just like, Last year in 2016. Okay. And it's a nonfiction book about the statistics and the cultural shifts and the sort of future of like women who are not getting married in America, and hmm. like what it means for the economy what it means for culture and like everything. It's insane. I loved it. I-, I learned so much. So this is a book Liz Bennett would read. Oh, it yeah, it <laughs> is. I feel like it's something Jane Austen would have loved as well. Yeah. That,
0: that's true. I forget that she didn't get married.
1: Yeah. She died a single lady. Talked about how I was like, sadly, very young, Possibly of arsenic poisoning. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But on a much happier note, can't wait to see Eligible when it eventually comes out on ABC. I
0: mean, that's two different Pride and Prejudice adaptations, TV adaptations, that we possibly could see within a year. Yeah. uh, Both on BBC and on ABC,
1: so... Yeah. Two different perspectives. The broadcast networks are eating up Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, until we have those adaptations, we can dive into this adaptation: the Lizzy Bennett Diaries. Yeah, starting with episode seventy-one, Mister Bennett's Christmas Train Extravaganza, written by Kate Rorick.
1: I like that we're seeing more of Mister Bennett. I mean, like in costume theater. Yeah, here he's a simple man. He's a very simple man. He, he likes his train. Likes. And, uh, and peace and quiet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Except newspaper When he's got those giant horns that blow. Yes. That sounded more like the horn of, like, a boat (laughs) instead of a train. Not- What do I know? But-
0: (laughs) I'm sure there's multiple neighbor complaints about this time of year for him. Yeah.
1: That reminds me. I saw- There's, like, a documentary on YouTube. I'll post it to the WordPress page of- They, like, did a tour of John Lasseter's house, who- CEO of Pixar, yeah, and he's obsessed with trains, and he's got a train set that, that goes through his whole house. Wow, not just on Christmas, always all year, <laughs> all
0: year round. The IHOP my mom and I like to go to has a train like that goes around, Ooh. so
1: that's fun. That's so <laughs> nice. I've never been to an IHOP that does that. That's my connection to trains for this episode. <laughs> I've been to Travel Town. <laughs>
0: That what's, is, what's that? You've
1: never... Oh my gosh, it's not far from here. It's, oh. It's in Griffith Park. Oh. Um, actually, my parents, they had their first date with my me and my brother when we were like two years old there. Oh. Um, it's basically, I don't want to call it abandoned, but like they've just got a bunch of trains parked there. Oh, that's cool. Um, and you can climb all over them and yeah. go in the, you can have your kid's birthday party there. Um, it's very cute. I think they've got like a little train you can ride around in, but it's, it's basically like a little educational park with trains. That's it's fun It's Travel Town
0: <laughs> Check it out if you're in the LA area Oh yeah <laughs> It's pretty adorable So Lydia bursts into the Lizzie's room As she does mm-hmm. And is trying to hint Toward something very special That's gonna be happening on a Wednesday That she really is looking forward to Wednesday This Wednesday Is it weird to have a midweek Hanukkah party? <sighs> no weirder than having a birthday party midweek
1: It's not a Hanukkah party <laughs> It is not Wouldn't a Hanukkah party last like eight days? I'll ask around. (laughs) Okay. But
0: Lizzie forgot her sister's birthday.
1: That is a crap move. Yes. I, you just can't do that, especially when it's the younger sister. Maybe you can, no, you can't, but like a little bit you could forget. An older sister's, not your younger sister, because you were there. You were there.
0: Yeah. There were a couple comments that talked about some people saying like, Lydia, I have a December birthday too, and people always forget my birthday. Because I think, yeah, sure, it yeah. is the holidays. You're between Thanksgiving and Christmas, everyone's just in holiday mode your
1: own sister <laughs> i know no and i and i know she's been busy but there's like no busyness that can take over a bird anyway so she's gonna make up for it for being a terrible sister by saying i'll supervise your house party i kind i tend to agree with lizzie when she was like don't you think you were a little old to be throwing secret parties behind mom and dad i mean i <laughs> never true. i never did it no i didn't but no, I, didn't. Okay. I mean i don't know did did people i feel like that's something people did yeah but it's just it's something that happens in the movies so i question if it actually happens in real life because i'm like "Eh, have parents like not learned i don't know (laughs) i mean if we learn anything from john
0: mulaney it happens (laughs) oh my gosh he's got a great bit about classmates throwing a party when their parents are out of town i will post it's (laughs) one of my favorites i'm like
1: Holding myself back, trying not to th- <laughs> basically recite that the whole, entire thing, the whole story. <laughs> so, it happens? So, yeah, it does happen, but we just we just weren't invited. We to weren't invited. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. I, I went to one party in high school, and it's because my friend who was cooler was like, "I'm going to a party. Like, do you want to come?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, sure." <laughs> and I like didn't have fun because like. Well, everyone was just basically playing loud music and drinking. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I remember there were a lot of cute guys, though. I was like, is this where they congregate? I guess so. Because I was a loser who used words like congregate <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently it's not a secret party. They're doing it with mom and dad's full permission.
0: Dad's okay with Lydia throwing a rager, too. I see no problem with Lydia throwing a party. We won't hear
1: the end of it until she does. And at least I know she'll be home and you'll be here to watch out for her, yes. which makes sense. You know, she's 21. It's gonna, I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bennett, even though Lizzie kind of goes to tattle on
0: Lydia, be like, she's throwing a party. What are we, what are we going to do? We shut it down, shut it down. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Bennett's
1: like, she's an adult. You're an adult. Do whatever you want, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Like, just don't keep them away from my trains. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> it was like an anchorman when they have that big, huge fight and they're like, One rule no touching of the hair or face and that's it <laughs> go <laughs> like just keep everyone away from my trains and go nuts i
0: don't know there was one observation a few people had and i noticed it too that lydia has started to wear muted colors Ooh. she's starting to wear gray now and as we see like a little more of the progression she's going to start to wear gray more but she's not she's not the in the
1: vibrant clothes she once was This is true I mean, she started off very vibrant One of the first episodes where we see her She holds like a pink bra up to listen Yeah, yeah Definitely something to keep an eye on I don't believe Do you think George is in her life present tense? Probably
0: at this point. I don't
1: know. I, maybe like, they're texting. I don't know Well, because we saw in, Lizzie, in Lydia Bennett diaries, yes. she ran into him in Las Vegas. So yes. they have reconnected.
0: In comparing this to the book then, in, in bringing it to modern times, because Lydia just can't be sent away, in the book, this was when Lydia went to Brighton.
1: Yeah, so in the book, Lydia goes off with Colonel Forster, who's not really a figure in like any of the adaptations. Um, no. no. They're just, he's just kind of this command that the family knows, and they're like, please... Keep an eye on her Make sure she goes to bed Feed her Keep her away from the officers <laughs> yes. And she's like I'm gonna dance with the officers Every night And so she does that And I think Sort of this episode While, while not a ton happens Plot wise Although we like Learned about the party Yeah uh, This is Lizzie Sort of pleading with her father That like She's gonna make us all Look ridiculous She's gonna make a fool of herself She's just kind of like A s- silly teenage girl mm-hmm. And her father's like Yeah She is. No point <laughs> in hiding it Yeah <laughs> She's gonna do What she's gonna do
0: Yeah and it's an interesting twist that instead of that, it is actually Lizzie who's going to be supervising this. So mm-hmm. it's like doubtful that anything is going to happen at this party. Like mm-hmm. that's going to lead to like sort of the Wickham storyline. So I think we probably could assume that nothing Wickham related was going to happen. But so many people thought this is where the the, the scandal was going to start. That this mm-hmm. party was going to be the start of everything. And it wasn't.
1: However, no. Liz- Lizzie ends by saying. I don't like surprises. And I think that's a good segue into episode 72, Party Time. Story by Anne Toole, teleplay by Kate Rorick. We are basically reporting live from Lydia's party. Yeah.
0: This this has only been done only one other time, I believe, and that was when Bing was over for dinner, and Lizzie was, like, running up to her room, vlogging, talking about the night, and then running back down to dinner. But this time, Lizzie has just barricaded herself in her room, (laughs) and...
1: Just trying to get away from the party and all the loudness. I would would do the same. Yeah. (laughs) I suck. I loved every time the door opened, she was like, not the bathroom. Because I know how it is when you have a lot of people over and they're like, what? I know they said the first door on the left, but that can't possibly be it. I have to check all these other rooms. But also Lizzie could have locked her door. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, <laughs> we get to hang out some more with Mary. Yeah. So previously, we've only... I mean, like, if you never watched Lydia Bennett Diaries, then you... you have did, no idea. You don't know who Mary is. You wouldn't know she existed. No, and so she makes... And it. I guess uh, Lizzie forgot about her, too, because she's like, Mary, I forgot about you, or... She forgot her sister's birthday, she forgot her cousin's existence, (laughs) Lizzie needs to pick up, pick it up, you know? She's not a good family member. So this is where it gets interesting, because at first they're like, this sucks, huh? It's so loud. And they're like, yeah, well, and then I love hearing Lydia's little bits like, boys only in the wet t-shirt contest. Which is a funny visual,
0: because then you think, wait, so what girl is like suddenly like pouring water all over herself? no, not you. (laughs) Not you, get out.
1: (laughs) And then she's like, "Yeah, dance for the birthday." Girl. It Makes me think <laughs> that she like called the guys from Magic Mike, and she's like,
0: what do you <laughs> basically, she's like, "Yeah, they're uh, what is it? Is it volleyball? Supposed yeah, to the say. volleyball yeah. team. The volleyball team in quotes, but really, it's like all the Magic Mike guys. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dressed as like volleyball players, exactly. And uh, so, but we we get some insight. We we get some plot progression here. At least I already took care of the worst would be party crasher." Is that Darcy girl you want to talk about? No. George Wickham.
0: Yeah, and we get some more costume theater. We get some brilliant costume theater. Lizzie from Mary, who is the best ever at costume theater. <laughs> I love
1: Mary's bad acting. Yes. It's ah, oh, it's amazing. It's very good. But then also Lizzie's just very good at being yeah. Wickham. She's like, hey, you know, like not really caring, yeah. a lot of leaning. The goggles. Yeah. I don't know, the Google. The goggles get me every time. George, what are you doing here? Shopping for groceries, as you do. Mary's,
0: like, sort of novice acting is like she's even mouthing the words along for Lizzie's lines yeah. or for
1: Wickham's lines, and it's just great. Everything about it's great. Well, we basically learned from that brilliant interaction by Brianna Cuoco. That's her name she basically Wickham knew about the party and was invited and then Lizzie just was planning on going yeah he's like see you tonight like this happened earlier today apparently Lizzie shouted at him like (laughs) you're not invited started crying I guess Yeah, (laughs) was very frantic well but I like that because think about it at first she was just like pre-Darcy letter she would have probably just been like Whatever. Oh, like, like, I really, like, I would rather not see him, but yeah. it's Lydia's party and whatever. I'm sure she's going to have a good time. But mm-hmm. now she knows she needs to keep him away from young women. Yeah. <laughs> Innocent, wild doe-eyed young women but
0: i like that kind of mary tries to get real answers out of lizzie but lizzie doesn't want to deal with
1: Mm -hmm. real
0: answers she's Mm -hmm. asking her do you
1: think darcy has virtues because it's like i don't care but i think it would be really interesting if you changed your mind
0: read lizzie's like no no, i don't want to deal with that right now you know i'm already dealing with a party and (laughs) i'm stressed
1: that's true but i think this is an excellent moment for wwdd what would darcy do Because he's watching. He would be proud of Lizzie. I think he's like clutching his chest like, yes. Oh my gosh. He doesn't think I'm the worst. In, uh, In ordering
0: Wickham and Darcy, he's at least first and Wickham is second. So he's made progress.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he would have any reaction to the previous episode. To, uh, I mean, it's, it's very Lydia-heavy, these two episodes. I'm sure he would roll his eyes and be like, So yup.
0: he's, like, kind of mainly watching on mute and not really... I wonder if he's like, ooh,
1: trains. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I like trains, too. Yeah, I bet he does. I don't think he's, like, as into them as Mr. Bennett. No. But I, like, definitely foresee, like, the, that interact, that the introductory... Bonking. The, like... Dad, this is Darcy. Darcy, this is Dad. Dad, why don't you, like, show Darcy your train collection? And they just, like, don't say anything, and they telecommunicate. <laughs> or they just, like, grunt, like, Hmm. Ooh. Ooh.
0: And they're, yeah. like, passing each other tools and other miniature bridges and all the things and putting everything together. And they're in conductor hats. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy and Mr. Bennett in conductor hats making yeah. trains at Christmas. Oh.
1: It doesn't get cuter. No, what if they had like a little boy, and they did it with a little boy, and they did the baby. Sorry, I know we don't get to see Mister Bennett in this adaptation, but I'm picturing as Donald Sutherland from the 2005 movie. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really adorable visual. I know, like Merry Christmas from the
0: the Bennett, and Men. like in like One for One Christmas, Darcy buys him like this really like like expensive set, and oh. like they
1: put it together together. <laughs> father son-in-law moment. oh that's so cute that's great anyway <laughs> end of our little fantasy yeah. uh but uh yeah so i'm sure that darcy is seeing this and he's happy that his letter has done some good mm-hmm. because otherwise he would have gone to this and definitely would have like i mean of course he's gonna eventually further his relationship with lydia but it would have been there
0: I, I, so uh, we did know that Wickham was back in town I guess where did Lizzie run into Wickham
1: then grocery store at the grocery store yeah that's what she said oh, okay. like earlier at the grocery store like hey, I just took an improv class recently and we learned that you need to like hit us with the where when who like oh, okay. up top like if we were to initiate a scene right now I'd be like ah Yolanda so nice to see you at this grocery store I'd be like yes tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> like uh, oh yes where are they like, oh the tomatoes yeah. i eat them a lot <laughs> Not good great scene great and <laughs> scene End,
0: end scene. scene and then lizzie ends the episode by saying trust me cake solves everything because everything solves everything in this series tea cake there was something else <laughs> yeah
1: what, what just food i
0: think any kind of
1: food solves everything that's the cure for all their problems yeah this is very british based
0: (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into the comments jumping to the comments section now where we read original youtube comments from when the episodes first aired starting with episode 71 by waffles 92 why has no one else noticed lydia has started wearing baggy clothing
1: this is in all caps all caps it's bizarre says Lizzie seriously loses at least a hundred sister points. Forgetting a sister's birthday is no bueno and would not happen if she really cared. No excuses. Lydia gets a free pass for whatever happens Wednesday.
0: <laughs> she can do whatever
1: she wants on Wednesday. It's her day. Hilarious. But
0: yeah, you know, Lizzie forgetting her sister's birthday. Not the best move. It's a crap move. She kinda forgets a lot about Lydia, actually. Yeah. She kinda just she knows everything little thing about Jane. But then when it comes to Lydia, it's like, mm, you're yeah. over there. Yeah. Nina L 2003 says, five bucks says Darcy shows up. So I said Nina L owes us all five bucks. Yeah. And we can uh, all collectively we'll collect. message her. Yeah. And get our five dollars.
1: Let's inundate because that's event you lost. <laughs> Not so delusional says He's letting his daughter throw a 21st birthday party with a volleyball team in attendance while neither he nor his wife will be present to supervise. Instead, he's more interested in building a gargantuan and expensive train set while the house is on the verge of foreclosure, and his eldest daughter is so heartbroken that she can't even say snickerdoodle. That doesn't sound like caring to me. Wow, we are really digging into Mr. Bennett.
0: So I believe it was when we interviewed Jay Bushman, he had said that he thought Mr. Bennett, at least in the movie version, or I forget what version, he sees him as the villain of Pride and Prejudice. And I feel like this comment kind of calls to that. Even though I don't think he thought that Mr. Bennett is a villain in this series. Yeah. This is kind of saying like, you know what? Maybe he is. I'm trying to think of like, Mr. Bennett's actions in Pride and Prejudice. And I guess he doesn't really do. Much. It's very passive. I mean, he's just sort of in the background, like, mm-hmm. my wife is crazy, and my kid, my daughters are like doing whatever they want, and they're, like and one and a half of my kids. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. Read my newspaper and, and that's
1: it. I guess I like wouldn't think of him as a villain. but I guess it falls into the category of like, there's people who do evil things and watch evil things being done and sure. don't do anything. I mean, well, not evil. I I mean
0: he's got to notice that something's going on with his daughters and like, they're not really actively trying to figure out what's wrong. I mean, what's he going to do? Like force them to marry somebody so that they can keep everything? Well, or? in what what version? Are we talking about Lizzie Bennet or are we talking about Pride and Prejudice? Pride and Prejudice. So in Pride and Prejudice I mean I think he I think in Pride and Prejudice he sees the pressure like he doesn't want to put that pressure on his daughters of like you got to get married go because his wife's already doing that enough mm-hmm. so I think his way of helping is by just like staying staying back mm-hmm. and not really contributing to that but in this version where he has at least, you know, one daughter in grad school, one daughter who's in community college, one daughter who's, like, out being you know, a Deferring
1: on her student level. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like, he should be encouraging them to do more do better and, and, you know, try to get them out of the house And because, like, he wants the best for them mm-hmm. and not just be comfortable settled there.
1: I feel like that's not the actions of a villain, though. No,
0: no, but it's, it's, like... Kinda,
1: it's kind of, like, eh, but... Yeah, yeah. not a villain. Oh, well. Maybe I'll think more on that. There's probably something we said, like, everyone is the villain in the story. Sure,
0: yeah. I mean, both the parents, I guess, just could have been a little more active in their daughter's lives. <laughs> oh, I
1: think that Mrs. Bennett is very active in their life, but, like, her words <laughs> fall on deaf ears because yeah. the girls are just like, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Bye, it's what kids do. So for episode
0: 72, then, Emily Adams says, This episode has made me love Mary about 100
1: times more. Yeah, Mary's very likable in this episode. But you can always see more of her in the Lydia Bennet diaries. Miss Kiamari says, You can really tell how much her opinion of Wickham has changed. Before, she portrayed him as a pleasant and charming, and now she portrays him as a sleaze. I love it. Yeah, it's true. She, like, definitely took his charm at face value. The grow pug. The grug. She
0: called him out. The actual worst. (laughs) It's gross. Maggie H., Oh God! He called her Peach too. I want to set him on fire. We all
1: do. We have some very aggressive there. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to set him on fire. Peach. Ugh. Peach. Eternally verdant says, "Am I the only one who really wants there to be a secret Darcy channel that they haven't publicized, where he's just emoing all over himself about how Lizzie doesn't notice him, because that should be a thing." <laughs> I concur.
0: (laughs) I feel like he would just record it on his laptop and just be like, hey, guys, all right. <laughs> episode 71 here are my thoughts and then like someone walks in you hear Gigi, and he just like slams the laptop shut and he's like what what <laughs> you know i don't see darcy
1: as like a vlogger no but i do see him as like a good writer and i'm sure he has a very compelling like personal diary on yeah. his computer i would love it you're right i love it if Gigi comes in like hey bro what you working on and he like slams the laptop <laughs> shut. he's like nothing get out of my room Gigi.
0: <laughs> business stuff business. Or whatever i do business So Wickham is lurking around, I guess, town, even though he has no reason to be there.
1: Yeah, and he's been uninvited from the open house party. (laughs) (laughs) That's low that you get disinvited from a house party. Yeah. Like, no one even remembers who they invited to those. I have
0: to think that Lydia was probably texting him throughout the night then. To like, where are you? Where are you?
1: Unless she was, like, distracted by all the boys taking their shirts off or getting their shirts wet. Probably. <laughs> I actually, like, don't remember what's next after
0: this. Um, so that's fine. I'm fine I'm not forgetting. I think,
1: I could be wrong, I guess we'll find out if I'm right, maybe Pemberley Digital's next? Well, so it's actually, the holidays. So it's, I know what it
0: is. We don't need to go into it right now.
1: I think I just remembered yes. as well. It's like we, very heartbreaking.
0: Yes. Yep. That. That. So
1: it's going to be a tough few episodes to get through. Dang it. All right. Everyone enjoy the the love and the joy that's happening at Lydia's 21st birthday. And pretend it stops there. Pretend <laughs> it stops there. The end. It's okay. We made it through Lizzie and Charlotte's fight. Oh, man. We'll make it through this. That was a tough one, too.
0: Yeah. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast
1: at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, the thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.